Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Warrior Bull. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Let's talk about 2019 recruiting class. Now, guys, in case you have missed it, we have talked about the past two recruiting classes, uh, the 2021 recruiting class, the 2020 recruiting class, and now we're going back to the 2019. Don't know how many of the 2018 we may not do that one because most of them are not here i don't think yeah, but uh we, like five yeah two, so two, we, two. We're, this is going to be the last one before we start previewing the upcoming season but definitely want to take a look at the 2019 recruiting class uh who's here where they are now and who what are we expecting big things from in this upcoming season from who is left so my g i hope you've been working on your drumming skills <laughs> I actually like that one. That was actually yeah. okay, Mike. Okay, like, right. I, I didn't okay. hear it. Hopefully, y'all heard it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Without further ado, here they are, ladies and gentlemen. So, we did have some transfers uh, on this squad, but of course, they are no longer with the team. I will kind of hip you to who those individuals are. But let's take a look really quick at the signees. Uh, up top at linebacker, of course, is Owen Papo. Safety, we got Zion Puckett. Uh, at guard, you have Keandre Jones. Uh, defensive end or the edge position, you have Derek Hall. Cornerback, you have Jalen Simpson. Defensive end, you have Colby Wooden. Wide receiver, you have Javaris Johnson. At tight end, you have Tyler Fromm. Cornerback, Nehemiah Pritchett. Tight end, Luke Deal. Linebacker, Cameron Brown. And as you can see over to the right, these are individuals who are no longer with the team, starting at top, QB, Bo Nix, defensive line, lineman Charles Moore, or Mark Anthony Richards, uh, DJ Williams, who transferred to FSU, but also hit the portal this year and is now with Arizona. Uh, Jaron Handy, uh, you remember him. He was one of the first guys who uh, actually left the program after Harson got here. Uh, he transferred to Illinois, uh, not Illinois, but Indiana, Indiana, and has since then left that program and is now in the portal. Uh, athlete Cam Kelly, uh, athlete Ja'Shawn Sheffield, 
Uh, offensive tackle Justin Osborne, who's with SMU. Uh, offensive lineman Kamara Bell, which is at FAU. Uh, linebacker Octavius Brothers, who is now at Purdue. And the guys at the bottom here were the transfers. Wide receiver Zach Farrar, uh, who now he transferred. I forget where he transferred to, but he's now in the portal now. Um, offensive lineman Michael Cohn and J.J. Wilson, who's a tight end, had exhausted their eligibility, didn't get much playing time while they were here at Auburn. Looking at this commitment class and where it is now, a lot of the guys who are left on this team have some pretty big shoes to fill and some expectations behind these guys for this upcoming season. I, when you look at the guys who are on the left-hand side or just on the right-hand side, what do you make of this commitment class and how important is this uh, commitment class to the success of the 2022 season? Treat your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys Underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Listen, uh, let's see. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at least eight guys on this left side that are going to start. Right, Zion Puckett is is a maybe on the starter, but he's probably going to get some significant playing time. Uh, Luke Deal is probably not a starter, but again, will get significant playing time. Tyler Fromm, same thing, probably not a starter, will get significant t- playing time. Uh, but I mean, there are some contributors on this list that are here and still with this signing class. Some contributors that I expect to be really good players. Derek Hall, right? Like uh, Owen Papo is going to have a good season. Kobe Wooden, like this was a good class of players that are still contributing. Um, But what I also see on this class is an equivalent amount of people who flamed out, right? Like uh, people can say what they want to about the first name on this, no longer with the team list. He didn't live up to five-star potential. If you flamed out Charles Moore, I don't know that he ever got any significant playing time. Mark Anthony Richards never got significant playing time. DJ Williams was injured a little bit, but never significant playing time. Same thing with you. Like, I don't know that anybody other than Bo Nix on this list on the right, really Auburn fans would even be able to pick out of a crowd, mm. right? Like that, this should be the year where you are seeing them flourish, whether that or they're at Auburn or somewhere else, right? It doesn't really matter what program they decided to go to. This should be the year that you see a lot of these guys getting their name out there. And uh, it's just not the case. Heck, I saw somebody say here in the comments section that um, of the Pac-12 quarterbacks, which, I mean, what teams are left in the Pac-12, of the Pac-12 quarterbacks, uh, Bo Nix is rated like eighth in their conference right now, right? So, yeah. So I just don't know that, you know, we we can consider this a great class overall. I don't really know how this, uh, you know, pans out with other people's classes, you know, in their senior year of of those classes uh, cycling through as well. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is okay. Result is not terrible because again, you do have some significant contributors. Kobe wouldn't Derek Hall by themselves 
Owen Papo, I guess those three, and Nehemiah Pritchett, really. Like if you just took those four names, that's a that's a stellar class of defensive recruits. Notice I said defensive recruits. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. are the offensive names though? I mean, Luke Deal, quality player. Tyler Fromm has not gotten a lot of playing time. Um, Var, you know, is is a solid player. Uh, Keandre Jones, solid player. I think he's going to be a beast on that offensive line. Um, Keandre Jones is probably the most significant name over there of the people, though. Just and from my standpoint, because we've missed so much on offensive line, right? To see a name that we hit on in the last three years is really good to see, because you just don't see a lot of that here at Auburn lately of people we've brought in that were actually recruited as freshmen brought into the team and panned out. So, um, yeah. So according to rivals, uh, this recruiting class was the 12th nationally ranked recruiting class. Wow. 2019. It was sixth in the sec behind Georgia, Alabama, LSU, A&M and Florida. So 12th, but sixth in the sec. Correct. Most of that bolstered by the two names at the top of both of these columns. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. right. Five-star Owen Peppel, five-star Bo Nix. So I would tell you what we're looking at is we're looking at a class of 24. 13 of them are gone. 11 of, of, the, of them are still here. Of these guys, of these 11, I could argue that nine out of the 11 will be significant contributors this year. Or have already been significant contributors. Right. Right. Uh, of the guys who left, we got one guy who was a significant contributor. And we you know, noted earlier in the segment, his production is replaceable. So this is where Drew comes in. Drew has to help us shorten this right-hand column a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. Pick- or, or, or at the very least, make sure that the right hand column, if they leave because they were disgruntled with playing time, that they were that people will look back and say, oh, man, bang, we had him on our team. Correct. Right. So, right. I mean, there were people with more high profile losses than we had. Uh, think about Oklahoma lost both quarterbacks. Yeah. Both yeah. of their quarterbacks left this offseason for South Carolina. And That's amazing to me. And USC. Now, I can I just finished an interview where our interviewee talked about Jalen Simpson. Faster than he looks, he's a great tackler. Uh, something, somebody who they and he's yeah, he, somebody they expect a lot of this season. And you're looking at Owen Papo. Obviously, all the talent is there. We we hope to see it come together for him. He's one of the leaders on this team, both on the field, in the weight room, and in the film room. But looking at the right-hand column, I'm just telling you, I didn't see a lot of production go out the door. So everybody who was complaining about all the people that we lost in the portal, tell me you realistically know who half those guys are. Yeah, I mean, and, and then, too, like, it's they're talking about people we lost in the portal as if that's like a phenomenon. Like, we haven't always lost people in the portal in the offseason. Like, that's right. not a new thing. Yeah. Now, now we... New. We might be losing more now because people, it's an easier decision if you don't have to say sit the out of here. The portal's different, though. Yeah, yeah, right. the portal's different. So, like, that's not something to be down about, but we do have to identify talent better, uh, again, to make that right-hand column a little shorter every year. Guys yeah. are making the decision to stay and compete rather than to skip 
and go uh, other places. Now, what you saw was when the portal opened at the end of the season, Georgia eventually had some guys jump in the portal after the national title game. But because they are a successful team, they saw fewer portal losses than most teams. Ole Miss lost the most in the conference, I think. They had a mass exodus. So they had to hit the portal. I would argue that they didn't I, – I don't know that they really went to the portal and hit any home runs. <laughs> so for us, uh, yeah, this will be interesting to see. The Jucos that have come in, Emba, Scott, Gilbert, have yeah. a chance to be high-impact players that nobody's ever heard of. But they can be, you know, uh, they can be dynamic, and this defense can be on par, if not better, than last year. They have that chance. They have that capability. If the pass rush improves, Leota, another year, that's another guy I'm looking forward to break out this year. Right. Dude, he showed us some things in spots last year. I was like, why isn't he playing more? That's what I used to think when I see him out there running down uh, Matt Corral in the open field. I'm like, why isn't he playing more? Well, you know what? He's going to be the guy this year. And then offensive line, we have preached this until we've been blue in the face on this show. Second year in the strength and conditioning program. I get, I get why people are worried about the line. You know, but the line has been a worry since 2014. It's always been a worry. When we've had dynamic quarterbacks, you, you've not noticed it as much. Right. Well, whatever we don't, it shows up. That's the bottom line. Uh, so I get, I get any skepticism people have about whether our line is going to be good or not. You just have to remember, they, they were asked to do something very, very different last year. This coach came in here, and he's not going to run a spread for a year while people catch up in strength and conditioning. You're going to run your system, and the chips are going to fall where they may. But now those players are a year more experienced in what their assignments are and what's being asked for them. They're a year stronger. They're a year smarter. That can pay dividends, particularly in run blocking. You want to play smash mouth, you got to move people. Right. You have to move people. You know, you know what I'm saying? And Gus's Mickey Mouse strength and conditioning program wasn't going to let you move nobody. Right. Right? Oh, hold, I'm going to trick you and go this way. And, and, and then when, when somebody's not tricked, we're blown up. <laughs> right. That was the offense before. Now it's like, you know what? We want to be stronger than you and faster than you so that even if you know it's coming, we're moving you out of the way. All right. And Tank is going exactly for four or five what, yards. That, that's, that's how Georgia bullied people into a national title last that's year. That's exactly how like, they did it. Oh, oh, we're going to run it 40 times a game. Stop mm-hmm. it. Right. And, and Stetson, all you have to do is be mid of the conference, 2,800 yards, don't turn the ball over, and hit your deep shots, which yeah. is exactly what he did. He hit his deep shots at a 40% clip. That's pretty good for balls beyond 20 yards. The best in the conference, I think, was Will Rogers, 45%. Those are low percentage throws. Anybody over 40% is doing pretty good. Bryce Young only hit him at a 37% clip. 74 attempts, 28 completions beyond 20 yards. You can run. You can allow your quarterback. You give your quarterback a lot of rope. And I think that our line will be better. And that's, again, we need to be looking at that left-hand column a few years from now, a couple of years from now, and seeing a bunch of linemen that we recruited still here. Right. 
killing it going into their junior or senior seasons as draft prospects. We just haven't seen that. That didn't start with Harson though. It's going right. to take a couple of years to fix. And that is my message. We have, to, we have to get the guys here up to snuff best we can in the time that they have left. And then you have to bring guys in behind them and start them on the process. You know, in my discussions with people on the team, uh, it, well, not people on the team, but people in the athletic department, they all talk about how offensive line is tough to recruit linemen and have them start day one. It is really tough. These guys straight out of high school, only the most gifted, only the, the, the most beastly of monsters come in from high school physically ready to start an offensive line in the SEC. Those guys need a year. At, at the very least, even if you're starting your freshman year, you need a spring. So you got to get there early. You graduate early, you need to get to Auburn to get through the spring and be in spring and summer workouts to put some, get your weight up and put some strength on so you can big boy somebody. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of rough. Yeah. You know, what was the kid that we had? They used to call him Drago. Uh, Braden, Braden. Braden Smith. Braden Braden Smith. Smith, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, he was one of those guys that came in, and he was just uh, ready from game one. He was a transfer, though, wasn't he? No, he was a high school kid. He was high school? Yeah, he was a high school. I mean, but just look at people like our friend of the program, King Dunlap. Mm -hmm. He was good. But he wasn't the King Dunlap that graduated from Auburn good. No. Right. Right. He was just, he was raw and he needed, he needed to get more discipline and stronger. He'll tell you that. The guys that played with him will tell you that. King Dunlap got better as he was at Auburn. Mm hmm. They just needed the time to develop. But you know what he had was he had Marcus McNeil in front of him. Thanks. And we were starting a pipeline at tackle where these guys would come in and guard. Ben Grubbs, these guys that came before him, they were solid. But right. they also had time to develop. Right, right. We used to go out there and play smash mouth football. 2006, they had a lot of attrition. I think it was 2006 or 2007. And I remember versus Florida, Tuberville switched out the whole line for like freshman dudes. <laughs> Just to try to get something going. But even those guys had gone through a spring. So screaming at the wind about offensive line in year two of what this coach is trying to undo and fix makes no sense to me. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Now, I picked schedules with Zach Blackery this morning on Locked on Auburn. I told you, I went down the schedule and I actually, I picked, <laughs> I picked Mississippi State as a loss. Um, I have no reasoning behind that. <laughs> Other than we're gonna we're gonna drop a game that just doesn't make any sense, and I picked that I picked that game. Uh, Will Rogers, I, I believe in Will Rogers. I'm a Will Rogers believer. Uh, so if anybody's gonna do it to us, it's gonna be a dynamic quarterback. I think. Uh, I think that's where we're gonna get got. But you know, I'm going down the list, and I'm just thinking, man, we can smash on them. We can smash on Ole Miss. We can smash on Arkansas because we did last year. The same line everybody thinks sucks. 
smashed on both those teams last year. Yeah. You know, and Mississippi State had needed a comeback, a second-half comeback. South Carolina was kind of a disaster, but still, not like we got run off the field. No, nah, we, we should have killed South Carolina. That was play calling. Right. I'm right. sorry. You know, <laughs> Bama had a rough time. They needed four OTs. Give me a break, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of all the negativity. I'm tired of all the we got, we're worse, we're going to be worse. Things are so bleak. It's not bleak. We got five games at home for these guys to grow up. And if you watch this show, we bring you building rapport every damn week so you can hear from the players about the things that they're doing to get better. As a fan, why not take their word for it? And no, it's not one of those things where the players are always going to say blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. Yeah, again, we talk to players who have been there for a while, and they are saying we feel better about this season. This is different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, because that's, that's, that's the response I get from message board legends and all these morons, right, is is that, when you look at uh, 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 well, players are always going to say that things are going great and they're going better. Well, you know what? It just so happens under the previous regime, they weren't all saying that. Right. And now they're saying we got it turned around. We got it going. We got something special going here. And I quote, this is the best feeling we've had in the building during my time at Auburn. Okay. You've got my attention. Right. You've got my attention with that. You've got my support. You have my belief that you guys are going to go out there and lay it all on the line and that what we'll see, whether reflected in wins or losses, is better effort, better production, and a team with a little bit more fight that doesn't crumble in the ba- over the back half of the schedule. It's the SEC West, man. It's going to be tough. Right. Anywhere you slice it, October and November – is a slow walk to the death row that is the Iron Bowl. That's it. Your last meal starts at, like, Arkansas. And it only gets worse from there. So all I'm saying is, guys, look at this thing and just think about what we did last year. Somebody told me yesterday, Harston showed me nothing to believe that we'll be better this year. I said, nothing? Did you watch with your eyes closed? Yeah. We beat yeah. a top 10 Ole Miss. We ran Arkansas off the field. Right. So if he showed you nothing and we won with nothing. And again, we didn't get run off the field by anybody. anybody. Nobody. The two teams that played for the national title did not run us off the field. Right. Right. But we're, but Harson showed you nothing. Right. right. I okay. So you 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 don't like the way that we ended the season, and wins and losses ultimately are what matter. Got you. Cool. So you then same people because again we have to have an objective standard. Somehow the standard has to be objective. Same people will tell me South Carolina is moving in a better direction than Facts. us. Arkansas is moving in a better direction than us. Facts. As if their win loss record indicates that. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. You can't have it both ways. Either wins and losses is the only thing that matters, so therefore everybody else who had a poor win-loss record is trash and doomed to be trash until you see it on the field, or how they actually played in the games and the momentum that they have matters. 
it doesn't just work for other teams. It has to work for us too. Otherwise, it doesn't work. That's right. You have to stop making your arguments only make sense for the argument you want to make. Correct. Right. That's a fact. Right. Right. Seven, seven and six. Mississippi State went last year. I don't know how you could make an argument reasonably with that they dynamic, got better. With a dynamic, dynamic quarterback. Yeah, well, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know how you make an argument that they got better or we got worse. Right? Um, Texas A&M barely squeaked out eight and four. Now, they had injuries, and Calzada was part of that. But he was good for eight and four at A&M. They and lost. They lost. Don't. Now they they have a chain. He's coming back, but they lost their their Spiller. their leading rusher from mm-hmm. last and year. their leading receiver in Widemeyer. Right, right. And don't tell me he had better talent around him. Their line was worse than ours, confirmed in every metric. Texas A and M's line was leaps and bounds worse than ours last year, and he squeaked out eight and four with that squad. So our whole line returns, and somehow we're going to be worse with Calzada or or Finley or Robbie or anybody. I don't get it. That's a fundamental lack of understanding of how things work because anybody who's down on where we are in recruiting right now, I can't necessarily be mad at you because that doesn't look good today. I I still say it's too early to put a lot of that on this staff, but I get that. But to say that we return the vast majority of the productivity from last year and we will get worse in year two and be the same people who to- who told me specifically that our quarterback was going to get better in year three because that's when the light bulb turns on, that somehow the coach that we just got rid of, had he coached that team last year, we would have won more games. By what standard are you using to make these statements that you cannot say Coach Harson will have a better record or have the team more prepared to go out there and win some of those games that we lost narrowly last year? How do you how how can both of those things be true? Right. right. I just don't I don't I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I just need again I listen, I don't, I did I did do really well in math. In school, I went to the Alabama School of Fine Arts for math and science. That was the only reason I was there in high school. I did pretty good in math. Y'all, 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 y'all don't. I would never let you all do the accounting for the war report. Look at this list, Isaac. Look at this list. How how can you look at these teams? Every team in the SEC but Vanderbilt made a bowl game last year. Every team. 13 out of 14 teams qualified for bowl games last year. How can you look at Missouri, South Carolina, Florida, Mississippi State, and LSU and say that you think any one of those teams are for sure better than we are? Yeah, right? again, I, I, I need to figure out what metric you're basing well, right. that off of I, because I, the quarterback position didn't get better at Florida right. just because – Again, we looked at the quarterback rooms last time. So if you guys don't – our last conversation was about the quarterback right. rooms. You can't convince me any of that stuff is true for those rooms. Right. Um, what, what got – I just what, – what are you – what are you – what are your criteria? That's all I want to know. When you run this down, give me your criteria. I'll look at your criteria. I'll do the math on that, and then we could have that conversation again. I don't right. see it. Well, my right. point is, again, out of the East, Missouri, South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt, Right. 
Um, those four teams, I just don't know how you can say Auburn is not at least one step above those teams. LSU, three and five in the SEC last year. Tell me they got better this offseason. We picked their bones not only in the portal, but in recruiting. We flipped Austin Osbury, and we took quite more from them. Tell me that they got better and we didn't. Mississippi State, again, wash at best. So that's six out of the 14 teams. Of the teams that are left, Georgia, who obviously won the national title, Alabama, who we took to four OTs, Ole Miss, who we beat, Arkansas, who we beat. Right. I don't get all the hype around <laughs> KJ Jefferson personally. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad. He's I'm not, not bad. Take, yeah. But, but, we, like, but we mopped him up. We mopped him up good last year. Tell and me he Derek, lost his best on, receiver. Right. On the road. Tell, tell me Derek Hall and, 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 and Leota, forgot his first name there for a Eku. second. Eku. Yeah. Eku are not going to go out there and get after his ass. Zach Calzada has Arkansas circled on his calendar. Ain't yeah, it? he said that out of his own mouth. Yeah, he said it. He, no, said, he said Arkansas. He said Arkansas. He, he, he had okay. a bad game against them last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to playing that defense again because I don't feel like I did well against yeah. them last year. He said they did some bull. I fell for it. It's not going to happen again. He couldn't even explain it. He couldn't even put into words. Like it was just like, ah, they did some stuff, man. I, they, yeah, it was I, they were running the uh that that um that three 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 five. five. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was just like he had he hadn't played against a three three five before. So like the places where he thought there were gonna be there's gonna be stuff, it wasn't there. So he was just confused when he was looking at the alignments. He was like, I'm ready for it this time. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't y'all can't trot that back out there against me again and think it's gonna work. All right. Well, again, my welcome to Auburn, Zach. We had the blueprint from last year. Right. And you'll get help from the defense this year. We're going to get after him. So unless K.J. Jefferson made an exponential jump from this year to last year, which is certainly possible. Yeah, not saying K.J. Jefferson couldn't have got better. Could have got better just the way we think our players get better. But just why why all the gloom and doom about him? I just don't understand why everybody else can get better in an offseason. But but us. But us. You know what? The answer is you hate Harson. And you loved Bo. Those are the the only only math I can come up with. with. That's the only math I can come up with. Because Bo's gone, and you don't think that Harson can develop a team. And I'll tell you what. The reason why I can't subscribe to that right now is because the guys who are here disagree with you. Strongly. The guys that left and said bad things, almost all of them backpedaled. Because they sounded stupid. You know, and nobody on this team now has defended any of those dudes that left about the things that they said when they left. Why is it that I have asked? Yeah. We've asked the question. So yeah. get on board with the Tigers this year. I'm not saying it's going to be a national title. It ain't like last year. I'm not going to call 50 shutouts. But I'll tell you what, this team has shutout mentality. Certainly. We got more of a dog mentality on offense. And for what I'm hearing, if you're slacking in practice, Tank Bigsby is letting you know about it. 
He's like, listen, you better be about the talk and the work on this year's Auburn Tigers because this is probably his last year. Yeah. And you know he doesn't want to go out a lo- he doesn't want to go out a loser. Yeah. Nah. This yeah, guy's taking seriously. If if he has anything to say about it, we're gonna win every game that they like. I think the only thing that I worry about Tank Bigsby, and I know we gotta get out of this segment, the only thing I worry about him is he's gonna want to hit a home run every time he touches yeah. the ball next Patience. Year. Like just, yeah, he just right. needs to be patient right. and go out there and like He's not He's not trying to leave it up to no doubt. Give me the ball, I'm going to score, is probably how Tank is thinking right now. Right now, yeah. And if he can, if he can be patient this year, he's going to be impossible to stop because his will to win is that strong right now. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. I want, I want to see it on the field. Man, I'm, I'm ready for the football season. Get here already so that we can shut some of these people up. Boy, if Auburn starts 5-0, I don't care what happens over the last games. You ain't going to be able to – you're not – don't block me. Block me <laughs> on social media. Block me on YouTube. Block me on everything. Because if you were one of these, we're only going to win five games, people. And we win the first five? Yeah. 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 You're, you're going to hear from me a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, because we have another cupcake on the back end of the season. So we're going to at least win six, six if we win game, the first. Yeah. At least. No. At least. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming with the full, full fury of I told you so. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then if you're telling me that we're going to go 0 for the rest of those games, I just, I'm just not buying it's not it. Gonna happen. It's not, not gonna buying happen it. Even if they only get one or two, that's still an improvement over last year. So if you were a five-win person, Harson, at seven wins, and you have nothing to say to me. Right. If you were one of these, we might, we'll be lucky to win four games, people. You have nothing to say with me if this coach gets seven or eight. Nothing. I don't hear any complaints. Right. Absolutely. Uh, B. Will's forehead says someone <laughs> tell Mike G to take a gummy. Uh, oh, man. Uh, that's expert level uh, name uh, username yeah, usage there. I like it. Love it. 